Welcome back to the Girl Scout Troop Leader Experience Podcast. So I'm recording this on October 9th, and even though it won't air for a few days, I was just reading about the amazing Goal Award Girl Scouts who are being recognized nationally by GSUSA this year, and I am just blown away, as usual. So I wanted to do a little recap episode covering some of their projects. Um, basically, every year, GSUSA recognizes 10 Gold Award Girl Scouts who they want to feature as particularly spectacular, which honestly must be a really difficult and amazing job to narrow it down, because I'm always blown away by Gold Award projects. Anyway, this used to be a part of the Women and Young Women of Distinction um, like award season from Girl Scouts, but... I was searching that term because it looks like they're just calling this particular category National Gold Award Girl Scouts. So they may have done away with calling them Young Women of Distinction, or maybe that's still yet to come for this 2019 to 2020 year. Um, I might have missed the retirement of that name if it is done. Um, I'm not really sure. But every year there are 10 young women who our gold award earners <laughs> that Girl Scouts chooses to recognize formally. Right now, the profiles that I'm about to cover are featured on their website, but you'd probably have to go digging for it if you didn't follow a link directly to it on the general Girl Scout website. So the young women who are recognized for their projects each year go through a rigorous multi-round review process and I'm pretty sure they're nominated by their councils, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And then from there, GSUSA goes through this intense process to narrow it down. And the panel that does the review is made up of previous National Gold Award Girl Scouts, leaders from a diverse array of fields, GSUSA staff, national volunteer partners, and representatives from the Kappa Delta Foundation and Arconic Foundation. Um, this year's group of finalists that we're about to talk about um, are actually receiving a combined $150,000 in college scholarships. Okay, let's talk about these projects. So first up is Anna, and I'm not actually sure if it's Anna or Anna, but it's A-N-A. She's from Girl Scouts San Diego Council, and her project is called Combating Racism in Education. Basically, she recognized that although her high school is made up of more than 80% of students of color, they didn't have any clubs or courses that celebrate diverse cultural identities. And since studies show that a lack of diverse perspectives in education contributes to institutional racism and uh, systemic oppression, Anna recognized that this was a serious problem. So she developed the school's first ethnic studies course. And the course taught students to focus on historical oppression, marginalized groups, and one another's cultures. Students were also taught to identify injustice historically and in their own lives, and were empowered and unified to change it. To make this more sustainable and to increase the reach of the project, Anna ran seminars for educators about culturally responsive teaching to include the perspectives and experiences of people of color in every school subject. 
Next, we have Grace from Girl Scouts of the Commonwealth of Virginia Council, and her project was food deserts. Now get this, Grace recognized that over 23 million people in the U.S. live in food deserts and have limited or non-existent access to affordable healthy food. So she created a new breed of chicken to provide a heartier, healthier food source. And she expanded her impact and reach by educating her community about the importance of farm-to-table living and healthier food sources by teaching how to hatch, care for, and raise chickens. Her curriculum, which includes a mobile chicken tractor, became the statewide standard for teaching agriculture in the classroom. Okay, now let's talk about Isabella from Girl Scouts of Orange County, whose project was representation of indigenous people. Isabella is an actress and a storyteller, and she's also a member of the Kawila tribe. Tribe. <laughs> she, Kawila tribe. She noticed that there are virtually no roles on stage that fit her own experiences. So to address this issue of a lack of indigenous representation in US media and cultural narratives, Isabella wrote, directed, and performed in a play about missing and murdered indigenous women. Her fellow actors included Native American tribal members and community participants who she brought together through workshops, which not only exposed them to the art of performance, but also to traditional stories and the need for activism that addresses social injustice for indigenous peoples. Kai from Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida did a project called Access to Music Education. So Kai noticed that music education was scarce in her Florida county, despite the fact that music education is important for students' academic and social emotional growth. She took action by creating an orchestra program for low-income minority students at a local middle school. And to make sure no one was left out, she even fitted a prosthetic hand to a violin to enable a student who didn't have a left hand to learn to play. Kai presented the results of her orchestra program to the school board about the positive socioeconomic, or no, I'm sorry, about the positive socio-emotional impact on the students and the school is now offering orchestra for the first time as an official class. Lauren from Girl Scouts of Eastern Missouri did a project called Mental Health of Cancer Patients. She recognized that cancer is a traumatic diagnosis for millions of people worldwide, so she decided to address the mental and emotional health of cancer patients and their caregivers by collecting and delivering thousands of letters with messages of hope. The letters built connections among the patients, survivors, and caregivers as they shared experiences, concerns, and hope for the future. Ultimately, reducing stress and improving mental and maybe even physical health. To increase the reach of her project, Lauren taught hundreds of students cancer etiquette and letter writing skills, developed an interactive website for people to write or request a letter, and authored and distributed a book called Stories of Hope, Be the Light, which includes 10 families' stories and advice to inspire those who are affected by cancer. Next, we have Mary Catherine from Girl Scouts of Northeast Texas. She did a project about ocean pollution, and she specifically focused on the problem that sunscreen causes coral bleaching. And that affects oceans, aquatic wildlife, and worldwide food security. 
So Mary Catherine educated thousands on this topic by creating a public awareness campaign to curb the release of chemically, chemically sunscreen <laughs> into oceans. She convinced Biscayne National Park, which is the location of the third largest coral reef in the world, to discontinue selling chemical containing sunscreens. And the scientists behind Hawaii's ban of oxybenzone containing sunscreen circulated her infographic around the Caribbean and South Pacific, which built her reach to an even higher level. Megan from Girl Scouts of Orange County did a project for girls in STEM. She focused on the underrepresentation of women in technology careers by founding a nonprofit called Gear Up for Youth, which supports girls' interests in science, technology, engineering, and math, while encouraging them to pursue related careers. She initiated the first girls-only robotics classes at the Boys and Girls Club and partnered with over 200 other organizations, from national STEM groups and the LA County of Education to children's museums and public libraries to host presentations, family STEM events, and expos about her technology curriculum. She also published a book called Easy STEM Activities You Can Do at Home, which reached a broad audience to encourage even more girls to pursue their interests in STEM. Okay, Minelli from Girl Scouts of Caribe did a project about legal rights for the deaf. She sought to advance equality for the deaf citizens in Puerto Rico after a pattern of misunderstandings between law enforcement and deaf citizens because of communication barriers. Minelli found that deaf citizens are often isolated and segregated because of their different abilities. So she worked with legislators to draft and submit a bill that would add the international symbol for deafness on deaf people's driver's licenses, which provides them with um, the means to quickly communicate to any public or private service official that they're deaf. Minelli also created a virtual course to teach basic sign language to Puerto Rican police officers so that they can more easily communicate with the deaf community. Next up is Phoebe from Girl Scouts of Western Washington who focused her project on LGBTQ plus representation. So many LGBTQ plus teens struggle to find examples of experiences that are relatable or mirror their own lives in literature and media. So Phoebe founded an online magazine called Glitterary Magazine. And this web publication features work both written and for LGBTQ youth. They celebrate the diversity of LGBTQ plus spectrum across many genres in order to validate readers' real-life experiences. Glitterary reaches readers in over 40 countries, including nations where people are persecuted for being LGBTQ+. And finally, we have Taryn Marie from Girl Scouts of the Chesapeake Bay, who did a project on higher education for foster care youth. So she tackled the issue of the fact that less than 10% of youth in foster care end up transitioning to college because they face such enormous roadblocks, including a lack of support, resources, and a solid foundation. So Taryn Marie created a web playbook and brochure featuring links to relevant agencies 
advocates, and organizations that foster care youth can reach out to for help as they transition into college. She also created and distributed college kits and funding to support these kids so they can pursue higher education, which those college kits included items like linens, gift cards, a suggested to-do list, and even a compilation of inspirational quotes to encourage them. I think these projects and the young women who came up with them and actually implemented them are just truly amazing. Girls are capable of so much, and I love just feeling so motivated and inspired listening to success stories like this. So if you aren't sure whether you're up to the challenge of helping lead girls through high awards, or if you're questioning whether pursuing them is right for your group of girls, I hope that information and examples like this help make it a little bit clearer about just how incredible these projects and this older girl program really can be. Girls who accomplish things like this in high school, I mean, can you even imagine what they're going to continue to do as they get older? And I don't mean that I'm trying to like put any pressure on them to be, you know, president or something. I just mean, if you knew you were capable of something that big as a young teenager, then how much confidence would that give you in college, careers, relationships, and more? Girls who go gold are literally not just being told, but actually experiencing the fact that they can recognize problems and injustices in the world, and they can have a huge impact and make a real difference at the most important and, in fact, impactful time of their own lives. Girls as a whole, not just Girl Scouts, but like in general, see a serious decline in their self-esteem and confidence at this time in particular, like teenagers. And that carries over into adulthood. And Girl Scouts encourages and supports girls at these most critical years in a way that just, I don't even know how to put it into words. I just love this. If you are one of these girls, or if you know one of these girls, or if you know any girls who have done Take Action or High Awards that might want to share their story and what impact they had, but even more than that, what impact the projects they did have had on them and on their lives that they maybe weren't even expecting, let's get them on the podcast to share. I'd love, love, love to talk to them. And again, it doesn't have to be a girl that was featured today. But any girl who has done a project that might be up for doing an interview and their parents are on board, put me in touch. Podcast at gmail.com. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Do me one favor. Just leave me a quick review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I love to know that real people are listening. And I want to know what episodes are most interesting and most helpful for you. If you're looking for show notes and past episodes and all the resources we mentioned in this episode and others, check out the blog at buildinggirlsofcourage.com. This podcast and blog are not affiliated with or endorsed by GSUSA or any Girl Scout Council. We're completely run and organized by volunteers and girls. To learn more about coming on the podcast as a featured interview or to nominate someone you know, reach out to me at girlscoutpodcast at gmail.com. We all have a story to share, and I'd love to hear yours.